folks, you're very welcome along to the LCC Monday ETM show here. And delighted as always to have Kevin Kelly with me. Damien Harvey's working away in the background there. So if you hear any noise, pass no remarks on it. And our, our special guests tonight are two men, uh, like the prodigal sons, returning to the fold. Great to have them, Mr. McMahon and Mr. Donnelly. Joe, Pete, great to have you with us. You're all both very welcome. You know. Oh, good note. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's chat about tonight in terms of the... Uh, the, obviously, the, the, the new management team is in place at the minute with the senior county squad and so on. But I suppose first, we need to mention what a weekend it was for Hurling, the two All-Ireland semi-finals. I don't know how much of an interest you guys would have in, in Hurling, but I'll tell you, anybody who watched the, the Waterford comeback on Saturday night could not have been have been anything but inspired by the form that they showed and the tenacity, especially after a, a disappointing first half. But great entertainment that it was, and they themselves and, and Limerick will meet in an All-Munster final. One to look forward to. Joe, did you see that wee statement? I think Mr. Harvey put something up about it at the weekend about the central council decision regarding the uh, the fixtures looking ahead to 2021. I didn't. Who did put it up? Did you say? Yeah. I think it was something up about uh, was it club fixtures first, Kevin? You made the same did you? Oh, yeah. I saw that Noel, and I wasn't sure. Um where Damon got that piece of information, but funny, I was talking to a few fellas today, and I suppose that, that um, with this pandemic, and they're probably obviously planning next year's going to be somewhat similar, but maybe a split season, not the way they intended it to be, but I think if it's going to happen, Noel, um, if clubs are going to be forced, it, it would need to be, from what I believe, there's going to be now meeting in two weeks' time, but it needed, the clubs would need to know, you know, sooner rather than later, because, if the club season is going to start in, in February, it, it, it wouldn't give much time to for a pre-season. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see just in terms of preparation. Pete, have you, have you uh, any thought? Do you prefer the county season? If it is going to be split, then we get the county football done first and then have club like we have this year. What would you, would you prefer to have? Um, look, I have no real preference. I think I think everyone would enjoyed the split season last year. Um I think probably if you were to put your club hat on, you're, you'd say, yeah, go for it first. And then you may have the whole summer off to go and plan to, to do whatever you want. Um, and then obviously from a county point of view, then, you know, I think what was great about this year was you were able to sit back and, and see that fellas were playing good football and form. And, you know, then they could bring them into an inter-county fold. Um, because like, you know, one of the, the, the brilliant things about last year, I felt was, and I, I got round, um, when I was in Marole and Monaghan, like, you know, I sort of treated it like, you know, going around clubs and seeing their preparation and, um, you know, going to, to see what they were doing. And I thought the, the level of preparation the clubs were doing was phenomenal. Um, the level of detail they were putting into it and maybe because they had not much time to plan and um, that they couldn't waste any Tuesday or Friday night that they were doing. But I thought um, the level of, of prep going into to each team was, was off the charts. And, and I think, you know, you know, Tyrone's no different. Um, you know, there's great, great coaches in there. Like, you know, so no matter what way it'll happen um, for club players, if it happens first, you know, brilliant. And for the likes of a, uh, an inter-county setup, you know, they'll enjoy that too. So they can sit back and, uh, you know, look at players who are playing on form and then maybe go around visiting clubs, trying to build relationships with uh, with club managers and club players and seeing who's playing well and on form. Very much like, a you know, like an international soccer or rugby sort of point of view, you know, like, you, you know, you're more or less coming into camp maybe then 
five weeks, four weeks before a, for a, a national league or something like that, and, and that's bang on. But I think it just seems as if it's going to be like a fixture planning versus, a, you know, economic point of view of, you know, where yeah. can they generate the money and, um, you know, and if they go with club first, does that mean then there's going to be no provincial championship and uh, an all-earned club championship? And I think, you know, after the club season this year, you know, there would have been a real thirst for that Ulster club this year, wouldn't there? Like, you know, so, um, and I think, you know, that's, that's really what every club player loves to do. That's the biggest reward of winning your club championship is getting to play in your professional championship, you know, um, and, you know, you know, a lot of counties obviously this year didn't get the chance to do that. Yeah. Joe, I'm just thinking there, Pete mentioned about getting the chance to go around uh, various clubs in Mona and have a look at their preparation and I suppose, you know, casting a critical professional eye over it in terms of, you know, the focus and, and, and development and so on. Uh, I know you, you would have seen a right bit of championship football this year in, in Toronto, but I doubt if you were looking at it thinking, I think I might be coaching this, these guys come uh, <laughs> January 21. No, def- definitely didn't think about it that way. But despite all of that, um, you do keep a close eye. Uh, you, you're definitely always watching Tyrone um, if they're on TV or you get an opportunity to go and watch them just to see how they're developing and progressing. And um, and it's nice as well when you are playing that you are in the thick of it and you get to meet some of the younger lads that are coming up through that you maybe have heard about and that they're proving their worth in the, the club championship and especially as we all know and, and it's been well documented and we've known for a long time the quality that uh, the throne championship and the throne league has and it's a great uh, way for young players to come in and make a statement and get that experience and play at that level and prepares them very well for playing at, uh, uh, at the inter-county scene. Yeah and I suppose we consider the quality of our championship this year. We we, we bore people to death talking about the quality of a Patron championship. But it was cutthroat stuff. It was very, very exciting. It was high quality. And it augurs well when you see it across all three grades at quality uh, every, every Sunday or every evening we went out to watch a championship match. Yeah, the big thing is um, that when you look at it, it's most teams are, are evenly matched in their respective leagues. And... Um, you know, had experience there in Division Two and, and looking after Clogher, despite or you know, other than Aidan Dork really, who didn't deserve maybe to go down the previous year. Uh, Galbley as well, have experience of playing Galbley, maybe unfortunate as well to go down, but they are both senior clubs. Um, despite those two teams, they're very well evenly matched in Division Two, and likewise in in Division One from experience of playing there, and, and any one day. You know, you look at the two leagues that were played last year, uh, maybe not so much or not as much to play for um, the way that the two teams or the two leagues were split, but it was pretty even. Um, I think it was three teams finishing 10 points, a couple of teams in our division finishing six. Um, and then carrying that into the championship, we've seen the inter-county scene this year, especially with the knockout and the excitement that it brings and anybody could be caught on the day. And that's always been the case in the Tyrone Championship. And that's the beauty of it, uh, that there is no second chance. Um, and equally, you can speak for, for the third division as well. And uh, from experience of, of playing in the Division 1, uh, it's you need to be up here on your game uh, every time that you go out and you can't afford to be off it in any way because you will be punished and uh, we've plenty of experience of that from Oldman's point of view. Yeah, I'm just thinking there, Kevin, uh, those points Joe was making, I'm just thinking back there, 
This night last week we were sitting Niall Sutton, and little did we realize that when we were chatting to him, how much was going to happen in the context of GEA within the county. And I mean, the news came through last week, obviously, Mickey Hart's appointment. It's all by surprise, Kevin. Uh, uh, Mickey's appointment. I, well, I suppose it's no surprise that he stayed in football, but I suppose it was pretty quick. Um, you know, one week it was all every day in the Irish news and other papers, there was, there was somebody talking about him. And then, I say, within a few days, uh, him and Gavin were on their way to Louth. And I suppose we all knew his football's in his blood and we knew he was going to stay at the football. We didn't think maybe he would, he would get an inter-county job just as quick or, or, or contemplate taking the job as quick. But look, it is what it is. He's, he's through his hat in with, with Louth for the next three years. Oh. And good luck to him in, in Amsterdam. Watching Dublin there on TV, I think uh, anybody in Lancaster need all the luck they can get. But uh, listen, from from a Tyrone point of view, you know, going forward, uh, you know, this time last week, sort of um, Fergal was the name on on, on everybody's lips, and uh, you know, Brian Brian was obviously being mentioned as well as as a, as a ticket along with them. And you know, it's great. We we were we were talking to them on the Wednesday night, and it was great that they're, they're a joint ticket and. Um, even more delighted that these two men and, and Collie Holmes are in with them as well because, you know, we've said before, uh, Throne have produced so many good footballers. These two men have all earned medals coming out of both their pockets. But it's great that they're, they're back in um, to work with the next generation of um, of county players because, as you mentioned there, there is a lot of talent in, in, the, in Tyrone. You only have to look at the club and, and the various three grades this year. And, uh, you know, just when you've seen the likes of Peter there with Monaghan last year and, and, and Joe and Racy and that with, with Fermanagh, it's just great that they're, they're back in again with uh, with their own county and that's where they belong as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Peter, uh, were you surprised at Mickey's uh, decision to, to move to or take the live job or, as Kevin said, and I think himself mentioned it wasn't time for, for the pipe and the slippers, he still wanted to be actively involved. Yeah, similar to Kevin, you know, like he's he's fanatical about football, you know, that way, like, but um, I suppose maybe the timing, I didn't think, uh, I thought he was quite impressive when doing the punditry stuff, and I was sort of thinking, oh, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll go down that way, like, you know, but um, look, it's, it, you know, Mickey loves all the preparation, he loves, uh, he loves standing in the sideline, and loves all what's going with that, and, um, you know, uh, it's a nice project to have down there, because I know a couple of fellas working down there, and uh, who play, who play in Louth, like, you know, so, yeah, they're in Division Four, like you know, and still, um, you know, have aspirations of obviously getting out of it, and it's probably a great challenge for for Mickey and Horse going down there, you know. Yeah, certainly it'll be a challenge for them, as right? But I suppose again, as Kevin says, uh, Leinster's home, well, not dying on his feet as such, but I mean, Dublin are so dominant, you know, it'll be some achievement, wouldn't it? I mean, it, it would rival anything Mickey has done if he can get loud up to the to, to the level where they can maybe sometime beat Dublin in the championship. That'd be some achievement. Oh, it'd be incredible, really. Like, you know, they're the, the team to beat there, obviously. Like, you know, and the, there's such a, a gap between them and whatever else is left in Leinster. Like, but um, you know, there's no doubt he'll have them in their sights. You know, there's no doubt about it. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. What's it feel like, Pete, being back? Uh, I mentioned there the return of the prodigal sons. You've been away the two for a while, uh, casting your net far and wide out around from Mallow with Joe and yourself down there in Mullen. And uh, good experience to get, but, uh, you know, being back in Toronto working. And give a high with the guys that, that, that you, you know so many of them already. Uh, must be nice being about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, oh, geez, I'm thrilled to be back. Long, I was 
look at everyone known that they like I wanted to stay last year when I was able to commit to it, but things just didn't work out. And look, I know Johnny Davis quite well. Like, and you know, there's no doubt that the lads would have learned loads and loads from him during his time up there working for them. But look, the year away has maybe given me a bit of a break and uh, from them and you know, able to reflect on it. And I'm able to learn obviously in a, in a professional environment what I'm working at now. And look, but deep down, I'd probably uh, genuinely missing, missed working with the lads and working with all the management. And, you know, whilst I, I love my time down with Bante and Monaghan, and it was always, I'm always a troll man. And, you know, like it was Fergal who phoned me away back in, in 2014, you know, about um, coming back at the first step, you know, when I was down in Cavan and he was the man to touch base with me again. Like, so um, I'm thrilled to, to rejoin the team and, you know, just got up to give a high again the other day, like to get a look around it and, um, just can't wait to get back at it and uh, just really uh, looking forward to you know, reconnecting with the fellas, you know, and reconnecting with all the, the management team and even, you know, the likes of Joe and Holmesy and, and, and Doher and them boys who were soldiered so long with, like, you know, just not even, you know, the likes of Moina and them boys, like, you know, it's just a real deep connection with them and just really looking forward to, to getting at it again and, you know, um, trying to contribute as best I can. Joe, uh, it was like a line from the Blues Brothers movie, we're putting the band together again. This, 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 <laughs> this is the thought I had. I saw all you guys coming together. I thought, what a bunch of guys together. I would say, as, as well as being superbly well coached, I'd imagine there's going to be a fair deal of humour there, Joe, about as well. <laughs> uh, there'll be a few characters, all right, now. Um, no, certainly uh, I would uh, agree with Peyton and everything that he says there. Um, the opportunity, probably never seen it or didn't see it come at this stage um, in my coaching career because I'm relatively young to this. But in saying that, uh, the experience I gained from working in club football, from playing and from working with Fermanagh last year, along with Ricey and, and Paul McGaver, um, certainly feel it'll stand me in good stead. And when you're stepping into an environment like this um, and you're walking around, there's a great sense of excitement uh, walking into Gerbahe knowing this time that I'm not just looking after myself this time as a player this time of 30, 35, 40 lads to look out for. Um, some of the fellas that I've played with, some of the lads I've played against in, in club football as well. And uh, I know the quality that's there and the potential that's there within the ranks and all of that, uh, along with the opportunity to work alongside Pete, uh, Holmesy, Brian and Fergal, along with other members of the backroom team. I'm really looking forward to the challenge and I think it's important to recognise the work that has gone on beforehand with uh, with Mickey, with Horse, um, with those that have been involved in previous years um, even before that time, Tony and Fergal and going further back again, um, you know, with, with, with Tally. Um, I mean, what these lads, amongst many others, have done for Drone Football to get them where they are today um, and people talk about filling shoes and boots and whatnot. It's not a matter of us stepping in there and filling anything. It's a matter of us stepping in and getting an opportunity and taking this team on again uh, and bring them to the levels that they have been at and push again. And, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of development to be done uh, within the squad. And it's a, a challenge that we look forward to. Um, and... It's, it's it's hopefully a promising future once again for Throne. Uh, you mentioned there Paddy Talley, and of course, Paddy Talley's first uh, coaching, senior coaching job was with Throne back in 2003. And uh, he, set, he set the benchmark, Joe, uh, first year, all-earned title, no pressure. But 
quality, I'm, I'm just thinking there with the quality of guys that you have around you. I often think about it. You know, when, when you're speaking to the players or speaking to the group, do you feel any or you know, self-conscious rather? Saying, God, I hope these guys are, are impressed by what I'm saying, as opposed to you know, do you feel out of pressure the fact that the, the, these guys that you're working with are are at the very very top? No, I wouldn't uh, say I would. I would feel the, the pressure. Um, I think just with everything that you, you do at this level, you need to be well prepared. You need everything everything well planned out, and I think that's the beauty of working with alongside uh, Pete and Holmesy and Fergal and, and Brian. That we know where these lads are at, and we know where we like to to take them in terms of their development. And um, I think once you get into the cut and thrust of a, a session. You get a feel for it yourself and you get a sense of the atmosphere and um, whilst you're there facilitating the, the learning within the session it's important that the fellas are there to, to drive the, the session on as well and, and take the learning forward and there's a wealth of experience uh, mixed with a wealth of youth um, and hopefully they're the, the right ingredients that'll, that'll bring what we want. Yeah, Pete, uh, I'll roll this question and maybe go back to Kavanaugh. I mentioned to, to, to Brian Dewar last uh, Thursday night at the, at the press conference, you know, that there, there are some people, uh, players, and there are many su supporters who feel that uh, when guys make the county squad, that they're almost finished as players. But uh, from the point of view of coaching, that really should just be the, really the starting, the starting time for them in terms of taking their game to a new level. They've, they've done, they've got the foundations right, but surely that's the stuff you build on. And it's taking them one by one and, and, and pointing out the wee areas that they, they can improve on and the areas that they can develop their game in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, you know, usually in county environments, you know, you, there's lots of uh, piece of technology where you can can do that, and many a different learning platforms. You know, not everything happens on the pitch alone. There's a lot of a uh, lot of video work, and um, you know, players love all that feedback that they can get, you know, it can be verbally or it can be said through video work or through statistics. And, you know, every player, it doesn't matter if they're a club player now, like, you know, I even know like the boys back in Colline, like, you know, there's just a real thirst to get better. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what level you're at, you know, but, you know, obviously, you know, in, up in an inter-county environment, you know, you have all them um, performance services to get better. And it's just really up to the player if they're hungry enough to go and go and do it. You know, you, you, obviously, you, you don't want to spoon feed that much depending on if they're probably a year one player okay um, or a year two player where they need to learn the ropes um, you know they're going to need a lot of pastoral care uh, I know along the way as well like and uh, a lot of time but um, yeah look there, as I said there's there's a lot of a lot of players out there really really hungry to get better and you know it can be through their technical their technical skill or physical development or their mental capacity whatever it is you know it's you know I, I said it's right from club environment right back up into the inter-county environment there's just a real thirst to learn and you know very we're very fortunate up in Tyrone and, and same in many other counties that they, they have the expertise there that uh, they can go and go and get go after it you know yeah of course uh, when the players are learning Kevin the coaches are also learning there's a good opportunity for guys to you know to, to, to gain experience from one another to to garner particular skills or whatever you know it's it's it really is as Pete talked about there an opportunity for people to learn Definitely is no one. It's a win-win for everybody, as far as I'm concerned. Not only the players, but the lads there, the five lads and whatever else going in the backroom team to all bounce ideas off each other. And you know, you don't have to like them two men there, Joe and Peter. You've you've Brian Fergal, 
Collie Holmes, like all synonymous names with, with uh, good days in Toronto football, both as players and uh, as part of management teams. And I think it can only be good, good for the whole county going forward. As I said last week, I think before all this news broke, I think I think Toronto are, are going into the next number of years in a, in a strong position squad wise. Um, I think they've a real good mix there. The fact that you know, while it, it, it is since 2008, 12 years now from from one the Sam, but you know, if you look at in that time there, we we've won, we've got the three All Ireland minor finals in that time. We've won two of them. Uh, we got to an under 21 final, which we won. We got to an under 17 and Orgel under 17, which we won. So, you know, we've a lot of players coming from them various different teams. You know, the the, the experience down the scale now. You've the likes of Matty and Petey Harton boys that got there, and then you've Odara Canavan coming in from the 2017. Then, of course, you have the, the boys in between that as well. They played in the 2018 All-Iron Senior Final. So you have a lot of experience there, uh, three or four different age groups of players all coming together to, to give you a very potent 35 or 40-man squad. And no doubt these men here will be run the rule. They've watched a lot of club football. The two of them are still playing last year. They'll probably still play this year again. I'd like to get their thoughts on that. But... You know, they they know the club scene inside out, like Peter, you know, and Joe, they're both part of very successful club teams and, you know, played in Ulster clubs and, you know, played, played, in, played all their careers in Division 1. So they know, they know the whole scene inside out and um, no doubt they'll, they'll run the rule over the other players out there trying to, as Brian Dewar said, trying to, you know, get grasp the situation if it's there, give them a, potent, a chance to play for their own. But, it really is very exciting times because you know, Mickey was there for 18 years and you know it's a, it's a, it's a new era coming now and, and um, you know, I think it's in real good hands. And that management team is the sum of the parts. It's, uh, I think it's all just going to be a combination um, to get us where we want to be and I suppose as a supporter first and foremost you want to be at the top of the three. Uh, absolutely. Joe, uh, Kevin was talking there about young players and so on. I'm just thinking this year's championship, Dungallon won the championship without a county player on the panel. I'm not asking his name, name, or anything else. But, you know, looking at, at the likes of that, it's, it's unusual that it happens, especially in Tyrone, because usually the teams that, that do well in the championship are three or four county players somewhere along the line be, at, at, at some level. But it's a fantastic achievement by the Clarks. Surely, as I say, within Dungallon and, and other clubs, there must be one or two players who have caught their eye, as I say, I don't need the names, but there must be one or two of them who caught your eye, who, who might add something or might develop further under the, the guidance of yourself and Pete Colley and Fergal O'Brien? Yeah, well, I mean, um, as a team, we'll, we'll probably um, look in closer depth and, and cast our eye over who is out there um, as a whole with, within Tyrone, maybe players that are currently there, players that maybe have stepped away for various reasons. Um, and I think Fergal has highlighted that it's an open door. Um, people we feel that uh, deserve a chance will, will get their chance. And I mean, if you're taking, for example, Dungannon this year, county champions and fully deserving um, in the path that they travelled. And without a doubt, I mean, some of those lads are, are deserving of an opportunity amongst other fellas too. Um, and when you look through the, the quality that, that's there currently, along with the potential young players and maybe some middle-aged uh, to older players there throughout their own, um, as Kevin alluded to, that it, it certainly lends itself to some exciting times. But listen, 
you know, uh, one thing is, is is having the players and, and the talent there. Another thing is is being able to go out and, and compete uh, at this level. And that's something that um, whilst we will be there and, and taking them along on that journey, um, the players need to, to step up and, and uh, you know, take it forward themselves along with, with our support. And um, listen, there's, there's, there's enough quality there to, to do that. And, and uh, whether it happens in the first few months of the new year or the, or the later on in the year, um, either way, that's, that opportunity will be there for them players. Uh, Joe says the opportunity is there for players. Peter, it's about nurturing and, and, and developing them. And I mean, there's some of those guys, for example, Conor McKenna, for example, Kevin McShane, Matty Donnelly, Peter Hart. These guys have played at the highest level. And, and I was just thinking of Conor McKenna, particularly, and, and the professional setup that he had been involved with. You know, does that put a wee bit out of pressure, Pete, on the likes of yours and Joe's shoulder to make sure that this guy comes in and feels that we are professional in how we prepare, we are professional in how we deliver? And we are professional in, in how we celebrate getting results. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, the you know, the players will, will want that, you know, and um they'll they'll be wanting the, the high performance environment that they, they need. And you know, we believe that we have the stuff here to, to deliver that. Um and uh, you know, the likes of Connor coming from Essendon, you know, like I remember picking his brain a couple of years ago, like when he was home for a cup of tea, like you know, and um you know the the way the game has even developed in in Australia and what he will know and you know will be you know I'm looking forward to chatting him again and um, you know getting some some of the things that the little nuggets that that he might feel that could benefit us you know because this is the big thing about environments and coaching is look at the end of the day it's it's all about people and it's all about building relationships and if if it means I have to go over and lean over the fence to you Kevin down in Galbley or lean over the fence to, to somebody in, in, in Trillick or whatever uh, to find out a bit more about players or more how people do things in that's the way it's going to be you know and you know we're not afraid of that and I think that's maybe um, you know some of the strengths that we have is that we have good relationships with people at clubs like you know and that's what I'm really excited about as well you know is about getting around there and getting you know see if we can deliver some of the the expertise that we have in the club environment, I think that's very important here as well, because if we can get everybody in the same wavelength, then, you know, um, we're going to create an environment for everyone. And, you know, that, that point about Dunyanin, you know, uh, okay, they had no senior players, but the amount of players that, you know, that have went through the pathway in Tyrone is, you know, uh, you know, I've worked with so many of them, the Joneses, the Donahys, um, all them, uh, Owen Mann, the whole lot of them have come through, like uh, the pathway of Tyrone football, you know, and, and then hopefully, you know they're going to get an opportunity to to go and wear the throne senior jersey as well. So, yeah. well, funny you just mentioned them again and again. And uh, young McCarty, Kevin, is a player we have greatly admired for for uh, you know and a great example of the the fight of the dog as opposed to the dog and the fight. And uh, but it's just a pity he wasn't with six inches taller, isn't it? I don't know. I suppose it'd be great if he was a wee bit bigger, but it mightn't be as as effective for as good a player if he was. It's just. It's just his all action style. He he, um, he just seems to be a, a great um, presence and seems to be attracted to the ball, which is a great thing to have in all the good players. And I just think he's he's probably one of the first men you'd have in any team sheet in, in club football. He's he can do a marking job. He's tigerish. He can carry ball. He's he's let's um, say he just seems to be attracted to the ball. He can get forward. He can get scores and full of running and and just seem to do everything that. Needed to do for the team. He, he doesn't necessarily go out to hog the, the, the limelight. He 
he just goes about his business. He makes very few mistakes in, in the big games. And um, he's certainly a player that um, not only this year in the, in the championship, but we've seen there like a, a, you know, playing for a throne on the 20s, 21s as well. He's, he's come up through the ranks and, um, you know, he hasn't looked out of place at, at, at that level as well, Noel. So, you know, he, he continued his form into the championship last year and he definitely was one of the standout performers in, uh, in the whole of the throne championship. But um, as you say, look, um, you know, I'd say these boys, Peter, actually Peter and Joe, strength and condition and, and the coaching that there, um, he's definitely somebody that can, can add something, I think, but um, that's not up to me. Yeah. Sorry, Joe, can you hear that okay? I'm going to add noise already. <laughs> so I, I, I was just saying, when Pete Donnelly's leaning across the fence to Kevin Kelly, uh, asking about certain players, I have no doubt that Kevin Kelly will mention that each year. Get that young Mark McKerney boy and have a look at him. Say again, no, sorry. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> we must have a wee bit of interference. But hey, listen, not worry too much with that one. Tyrone are noted, Joseph, being a counter-attacking defensive type setup. Is that going to change? Are we going to see a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, or is it going to be a state of play that suits the that suits the game, and that's the way it's going to be? Yeah, well, listen. Um, I mean, Tyrone, um, we know how they've they've set up in, in previous years, uh, sitting back, in particular with, with Collie Cavanaugh dropping back, and it's served Tyrone um, well with with getting the numbers back and. Um, in terms of their defensive shape and defensive setup and, and protecting goals and preventing the scores. Um, and I think maybe we'll be looking towards a, a balance at uh, getting forward and getting the scores on the board. And we feel there we have enough potency up front with um, the likes of, of Cahill, um, Connor McKenna, Dara Kahneman, I mean, Petey Hart, Matty, these are, are uh, players that, that have the potential to, to get up and, and hurt teams. Amongst amongst other lads as well, um, those are just some of the names off the top of my head. And um, I think you know you, you look at how teams come to Tyrone and, and maybe see that they're a defensive team. I don't always see them as that defensive team. Um, I think that they, you know, the way that the, they've set up in the past has come under unfair criticism. Um, I think it's more the case that we just couldn't get the scores at the other end in crucial moments of the game. And that's something that uh, we'll probably like to improve upon. And a lot of it as well uh, will come down to your opposition um, that, that you're coming up against too. Noel, I mean, if you find that you're coming out and, and they're, an opposition team is looking at Thrones full forward line and the threat that they pose, well, you can imagine that they're going to drop numbers back and that's how you're going to counteract that. And that's something that you'll be working on in, in your training. And whilst you prepare your, your team as best you can in terms of setups and uh, plan A, B, C, whatever that might be, Sometimes, and a lot of the times, and probably most of the time, it comes down to the, the players' decision-making on the field. And um, and it's more often than not those high-pressure moments that are the difference in the winning and losing. Yeah, those high-pressure we often talk about it, that the, the, the likes of, of Gooch when he was at himself, the likes of, of the quality forwards, the star, the marquee forwards, one of a better phrase, and the guys who can make the difference. They're the guys who can squeeze points over from 
the, the Norris of Angles, the Stevie O'Neill, the old Mulligans and guys like that. Will it be fair to say, Joe, that we haven't been blessed with a, a lot of those players over the last number of years and that that as a result has probably made life slightly more difficult uh, for, for, for Tyrone because we don't have the same scoring quality or scoring threat quality, should we say, uh, as, as we had back in the in the uh, 2003 to 2010. Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably, um, I know it, it could be unfair to compare the lads to the likes of, of Keanu and Stevie O'Neill. Mugsy, these are some of the greatest players to ever have played our games and, and to come in under that and, and be expected to perform to the same levels of they as they did as well in, in such a unique group of players um, can be difficult and maybe a lot more weight uh, is on their shoulders for these young lads that have come in behind them because um, you know up until 2003 there was no real expectation on the Tyrone team. They um, got so far and weren't able to, to push on. They produced some nice, lovely, good footballers, but uh, ultimately they, they hadn't uh, lifted the Sam Maguire. And um, with that pressure on the young lads, maybe that had a part to play. But, you know, it's nurturing that um, there, there is that quality there. And that's, I suppose, our job to allow those players to, to excel and, and get the opportunity to show the quality that they show in, in club football and championship football. Um, and hopefully that, that will come for them in time. Uh, Peter, who uh, talks about the quality that we have and how we put it and so on. That's one of the big, big challenges is how we make this team, this current bunch of players and whoever else joins the panel, is how we get the best out of those to really competing at the very, very top table. Because, you know, when you look at the likes of the, the, the Conor McKenna's and, and the Cahill McShane's, Darry Callow, Mark Bradley, Matty uh, Donnelly and so on. You know, we're not that far away. Oh yeah, look, the quality, the quality is there. You know, the talent, the potential coming through, everything's there. Like you know, but it's just all about putting it, putting it together. And you know, there's no doubt we have a lot of improvement to go. Like I think, like you know, from a Trump point of view, last year, like I think our points difference in the national league was like minus seventeen. You know, like and you know, I think what was it? Me got relegated at minus twenty five. You know, and everybody else was sort of in the plus number. So we. You know, conceded an awful lot amount of stuff last year, like compared to everybody else, and we didn't score as much, you know. And there's a lot, to, lot of stuff that we need to, to improve on, you know. And, and then players you mentioned that you know everybody has to improve, and hopefully that we can just put the platform in place that uh, that will bring that, you know. Because you know, like you look at Kerry and Dublin and these teams here, like they're kicking, you know, an awful amount of stuff in the league, like you know, they're kicking well over 100 points, like you know, or maybe. It could be maybe 140 points they'll kick in a league campaign, like you know, and you know, and we need to get there, like you know, and we're a bit off it there at the moment, like, but um, but as you said, like the potential's there, um, the appetite will be there, and you know, um, I think you know, there's definitely the, the age profile is good, um, you know, the form the fellas put in and, and the club football is good, and you know, you know, with a lot of um, minutes in their bag, you know, from although they're quite young, they've played a lot of championship football. Some of these boys have got also the medals, under 21 medals in their back pockets. There's loads of fellas in the in the in the in the squad that have won club championships. So it doesn't matter if it's a knockout campaign um or or whatever way it goes. I think meant the mentality of the fellas that is that we we'll not be far away, you know. And that's the mentality there, Peter. Last week's Ulster final uh you know, when you look at the boogies, had the odds, uh, ridiculous odds on Kevin winning, getting all their mentality, their their hunger, their passion, their yeah. commitment. 
progression within the rules of the game. Should be done, even though you be up, you may be up against the dark. McCurry would say a team that looks on paper a much a much better team, but you play football very much on grass. And and Kevin showed what can be done when the hunger is there and the organisation's right. Well, I don't like you know the likes of Porrick Faulkner and, and Killian Clark and Killian Brady and and Kieran Brady and to name a few wouldn't have any fear of Donegal whatsoever because at the end of the day, them boys would be saying, "Look, I have." Three of their Ulster under twenty one medals in their back pocket, so you know they went and beat Paddy McBrady and and, and Ryan McHugh and Owen McHugh and under twenty one finals in the same venue uh, before. So mentally, them boys wouldn't have been one bit afraid, and you know it's you know, no different to their own club championship. The Ulster championship has just been hang in there, hang in there, and sprint for the finish line, and that's really what happened. Like you know, and it's been you know. Uh, a trend that has went through most of the knockout football this year, like you know, and and look for to them. You know, it's you know, as I said like they ripped up the script completely, like and they had a soccer punch there at the end, and it was just too late for for Donny Gall to, to come back. You always roll bouncing back in circumstances like that when you caught the way they were caught with that last one, or well, not last one goal, but late late goal. Yeah, yeah uh, well, um, I know personally, I didn't I didn't see um, Gavin getting any way close. Um, and they surprised a lot of people. And judging how Donegal were, were going in the championship, they were they were coasting through a lot of games. Their performance against um, Tyrone, I suppose they they, they maybe their their big players uh, that they looked upon Murphy and McHugh were well tied up for long periods, but other players managed to to step up and get the scores on the board when it mattered. Um, I think Thompson was a huge loss to to Donegal um, and the threat that he carries, but. Listen, full credit to, to Kevin. I mean, Gallion probably summed up their, their season in terms of their hard work and endeavour. And um, that long ball can sometimes, it can be, be said for just a long punt into the, the full forward line. And uh, maybe it has been highlighted in the past, the weakness in the Donegal full back line. And uh, Kevin felt that they would exploit that. And it just uh, dropped for them and, and, and it was a great finish in the end up, but um, very enjoyable finish. And I think the nearly the loudest cheers were coming from the throne committee, uh, maybe more so than uh, Gavin at the, um, because of the, of the result. And uh, a lot of Donegal people maybe felt that they were preparing for Dublin and, and took their eye off the ball. Yeah, Kevin, that seemed to be the case. And that, you know, the, if anything else, it tells you that every match, every opponent must be taken. You can't afford to take them lightly. You've got to prepare properly and you've got to get them due to Looked as if, as Joe, you know, Donegal, maybe they'd read too many papers, listened to too many interviews and bought into the, the, the nonsense that was being talked about them. Well, that's it. You know, you, when you set out and you analyse a team and you, you look at their danger men, for instance, in the, in the scoring department, and you know, we talked about that that day in Bally Buffet, Tyrone nullified Michael Morphy, Ryan McHugh, and, and um, Young, what do you call him there? Um, Jimmy Brown. Jimmy, Jimmy Brown just, but you know, Kane Thompson stepped up to the plate. Michael Langan, the hit was 110 between them that day. Um, you know, Donny Gold didn't start Kane Thompson. Um, talk, you know, with a bit of a niggle. Maybe they were looking far, far down the road and looking at, at uh, Donny Gold. You know, Thompson got seven points that day against Tyrone. You, you take you know, if he had even only, only scored half of that there, Tyrone would have won the game. So he was a big player that day. But look, it's it's um, it's not the first time it's happened in, in recent times or even the last decade that um, teams that, that have beat Tyrone in the championship 
seem to be tripped up by, for want of a better word, lesser teams. And, you know, if, if you look back to, you know, the last decade, maybe apart from Monaghan and Donegal, you know, there's no, in Ulster, you know, Tyrone never seemed to be tripped up by so-called lesser lights. You remember there a couple of years ago, the tie of the first round went up in Oma was Tyrone and Monaghan. And, you know, uh, Monaghan deserved to win that day. They were, the, they were the better team. And the next day they went out um, back in Oma again and uh, Fermanagh beat them. Yeah. Like, you know, and... You know, I said that at the time. If Tyrone had a beat Monaghan that day, no disrespect to Fermanagh, Fermanagh wouldn't have beat Tyrone in the next round. And, and I would say the same about this year in the Ulster Championship. You know, Tyrone and Donegal was the big game from from the draw was made, and you know everybody's more or less saying that you know whoever wins this year is going to be in the final. And uh, you know Donegal adds it that day, but again, um, I think if Tyrone had to get out of Bally Buffet. I think they would have won Ulster. I wouldn't. I couldn't have seen Cavan beating them. But again, maybe that's just the mindset. Maybe other teams see Tyrone as uh, as a benchmark, and and the raise the game. Maybe that five or extra ten percent, and and maybe just on a couple of occasions get over the line. But then the, the, they can't seem to to get themselves up then for for a lesser opponent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just the point I wanted to make from that discussion was that it just shows you how. Competitive Ulster Championship football is, and the National League, of course, as well. We know just how it's going to be in Division One. Peter, how important is it that Tyrone are actually competing in Division One of the National League? I, I think it's hugely, hugely important. I think it's arguably nearly the best football of the year. You know, is uh, is the, the National League, and you know, um, you know, we sort of fortunate enough, you know, down in Mayo this year to to get the result to, to keep to keep them up, like you know, but um. You know, you'd love to be getting that extra game, and you know maybe we haven't always had one national league since two thousand three. Um, it's a long, long time, like you know, and if it's uh, if it's good enough for teams like Kerry and Mayo and and Dublin to to keep contesting them, like you know, and I don't think we can just be be happy enough not to be there, like you know, I think we need to be striving there and, and picking points out of uh, Killarney and places like this here, and 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 having that ambition to go and win it. Um, is is that a mindset, Peter? Is is that much a mindset? And as you say, taking three points out of us. Yeah, look, it is it is difficult, you know. I think the league is like, you know, you're going down and depending what time of the year it is, like, you know, we could say it like you could go down to, to, to Killarney or, or down to, to Dublin and, and, you know, it could be a good day or a bad day, it could be a wind. There's lots of lots of things that you, you can't control, like, you know, but, you know, anytime I was involved in throwing, like, you know, you, you're in doubt to win every game, like, you know, and um, it'll be no different this time. Um, and the players will go out to win every game. They'll be proud of that there. Like, but um, it just takes very little to, to swing your season. And, um, you know, I think, um, you know, if you do have a good National League, it can uh, breed great confidence to teams that, um, to the team that you can go and take an, a different opposition out, you know, if you have to go and do, do, uh, play them later on in the year, you know. Yeah. Every day. Joe, does it, does it make the National League even more important now if, if, um, if it is going to be a case that uh, you know, perhaps after six or seven league games, you're going to be considered into the championship, it, it puts even more of an emphasis on the league, doesn't it? Well, it does, um, especially if there, there, there's talk of no pre-season competition at all. Um, and, and I think the speculation around maybe playing regional national league um, initially, at the the fact that you could be sitting in a, a league with Donegal, Monaghan, uh, or and Armagh and thrown. 
Um, effectively, it's a it's a Ulster Championship League, and you know, any time you go out and you're putting on the the throne jersey, you are. You, what else? Why are why are you going out to play? Uh, you're going out to play to win, and um, that's something that's you know a nice habit to get into, and uh, that momentum that you have from the league certainly has a, a lot and um, going forward uh, into the championship, the confidence that you take with it, um, the knowing that you've beaten and competed with the top teams, and even just a psychological thing that when it does come to later in the year to know that you've come up against Dublin um, or Mayo or whoever that might be, to think and know that, hold on, we, we beat these boys already this year, uh, we know what it's taken. And whilst, you know, uh, you look at uh, the, the, the time of the year and maybe some key personnel may be missing, that may have a small part to play. However, uh, a big part of it is that mentality, as, as Pete alluded to. And um, I think what whatever way or however the, the league, the National League and the Championship pans out this year, uh, that's something the lads will, will, will we will be pushing and, and encouraging the lads to do is go out and compete and, and to win um, every time. Any truth in the rumour that all home national league games, Pete, are going to be played in Eden Dorf? <laughs> First I heard of it. I they wouldn't bring it to Kill Island. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking back to the Kerry match and the, uh, the, the, the non-covered stand and the awful day that it was. The pitch was in some condition and uh, Tyrone got away carry that to some extent. And I definitely there's no doubt about it, and I'm sure Kevin would agree with me, that the venue had a huge bearing on the outcome of that game. Oh yeah. no, there's no no doubt. No, listen, it's uh you've seen before with with, with Monaghan there and times you know taking an extra throne in the scheme. I think I think that's something that Throne are maybe missing the trick there at times. Um, while it's brilliant, Oma is their county ground and it's, it's an absolutely brilliant venue. But when you go to um, different grounds like that there, be it Colleen, O'Neill Park or, or Aiden Dark, it just brings something different, a different type of atmosphere. And and uh, probably, you know, Jerry coming there that day, they didn't expect her, didn't expect to come into the ground at Aiden Darks. And um, it definitely it definitely suited Tyrone, although having said that, Tyrone were, were worthy winners that day. But... Um, it definitely is something that um, that maybe we should look at going forward. But again, you know, Tyrone this year are 100% at home. Um, and that's something when, when Peter and, and Joe were playing there for Tyrone, that's something that was was a given nearly every day you went out. You know, anybody who got points in Healy Park uh, had to really earn them. And maybe for in the last few years there at National League level, there was, there was points coming out of Healy Park in the league. I wouldn't say um, they never come out easily, but Maybe, you know, games that were maybe should have been closer to the opponents than we were. Every game matters. Every game should be won. You know, I, I suppose Pete and Joe, both of you, that's, that's very similar to how Mickey Hart viewed every game, every competition. I mean, he came in for a lot of criticism for his approach to the Mechanic Cup. But there's no doubt that Tyrone benefited from it. Players got great experience. And Joe, you ended up with 11 Mechanic Cup medals. Am I right in saying <laughs> Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> no, well, it's, a good, it's a good mindset. It, it, it definitely is. I mean, Mickey brought a real competitive edge and, and, and Pete knows himself if it was even a drill in training. I remember uh, playing or doing the star hand pass and there may have been two groups set up and Tony would have had a group counting within a minute and Mickey had a group counting and 
Mickey always asked Tony how many he got first, so no matter what, he would always come back <laughs> with one more to, on the what Tony had said. But um, that was the natural competitive uh, competitiveness that he that he brought to the the, the squad, and it rubbed off on them as well. And um, and and I know the, we, we do we talk about the McKenna Cup and we have the bit of crack about it, but it certainly stood you in good stead and got you well prepped um, for for the National League. And could I just say, Joe? Yourself and Peter will be equally as as competitive. And will you be asking Peter first before he gets a chance to ask you <laughs> how many passes you have? Well, I'm just uh, planting that seed now for him. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the style, the style of coaching matches the style of play. Is that uh, is that is that a comment that uh, is is uh, reflective of where the strong team is going to be? Oh, well, look, you know, it's a good point. Like, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that we'll be, we'll definitely be honest and we'll be combative. And, um, you know, if we can have anything that what the likes of Brian and, and Fergal give to throne football, like, you know, um, if we can have any of the qualities them boys had, uh, then I think we'll be in a good place. Um, there's no doubt about that there. And then if we can, we're not, we can be a bit of a, like a maverick like Joe there maybe we'll, we'll be doing okay then too and uh, have that bit of class as well but um, no look um, without a doubt you know like you know you, you know what you're going to get with Fergal and, and Brian and you've seen them when they're playing they're on the 21s like you know it's it's uh, it's all it's all high octane stuff it's you know there's a sense of pride and place about it you know where every time you go out and to, to wear that jersey like you know there's, there's a sense of purpose about it and uh, there'll be a hugely passionate um Throne team, uh, I would hopefully think that that's going to be going out in 2021. You know, Joe, how difficult was it for Fergal uh, or, and Brian to persuade you to take the, the, the job? Did, did you head off to the holiday home in Clahar and spend some time in quiet relation? <laughs> uh, Deher didn't have the sentence finished, no, I said yes, but uh, <laughs> no, I seen I was actually it was. I was on the phone to Justy at the time and, and I seen his, uh, do her name flashing up on the screen. Now, there may have been sometimes I seen his name flashing up the screen and it wasn't as quick to answer, but um, no, listen, yeah. uh, um, I think the important thing was um, following the conversation I, I had uh, was to, to contact Ricey and Paul McGaver out of respect because Ricey had come to me last year and asked me to come on board with him and, and work alongside him with, with Vermana. And when he gave me his uh, blessing um, and realizing that no one understanding that that's your home county, uh, that was it. And um, it was deeply humbling uh, to, to get the phone call from Brian um, and the opportunity. And I suppose as a, as a young lad grew up and you have all the thoughts and, and wishes and um, ambitions and dreams to play for, for Tyrone. And, uh, thankfully, that that came to pass, and now have the opportunity to to nurture uh, and bring on the next generation of players, and and hopefully bring them to a good place and and keep that proud tradition of throwing football. Um, myself, Pete, Fergal, Brian, and Holmesy in a in a very privileged position, and uh, we won't be taking our jobs lightly. Is, is, is there is there pressure, Peter? Is there a width of expectation? Or you just think this is a job to be done? We're going to do it. Oh, look, there's always there's always pressure. Like you know, you you know, you think about people in Tyrone. Like you know, they love their football. Like you know, and uh, they're very passionate about it. As, as uh, everyone knows, like you know, of course there's pressure, and you know, we put pressure on ourselves to to be high achievers, and you know, um, 
you know, we're always studying, studying football and studying coaching and, you know, learning as much as we can, the same way as players have, you know, we're no different. Like we'll be learning as much as we can. And, uh, um, yeah, of course there's going to be pressure surely. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll thrive in it, like, you know, and we'll enjoy it and we'll look forward to hopefully a fruitful journey. Yeah. Brian Duker talked about it, uh, challenges and opportunities last week. I suppose that's a, a positive way to look at it. So Joseph, what's next? Uh, is it a matter of allowing the beard to grow again? What's next? Uh, busy month ahead. Um, uh, getting prepared for Christmas. <laughs> As you know, this this beard, I, I, Pete maybe didn't recognise me coming onto the screen. I had a fully grown beard the last time uh, I met him. Last uh, in the last few days there, and I just took it upon myself. Too much food was getting caught up on it. Um, and <laughs> respectable looking, no one was coming on. Oh the God. I just thought, oh, bring it. I didn't want to bring the, 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 the levels down, you know, looking at you th- uh, two lads. Um, I don't have a picture of Damien there, but <laughs> be a bad thing, though. Was it? <laughs> no, you listen, you weren't going to get on that show tonight, you're, you're too hairy. I'm sure you and Noel there, Joe, pro- probably both missed coming up to Christmas there too with the, the old school plays and the <laughs> different things and that there. And, uh, you know, that's something you probably miss as well. Uh, I miss it as much as Noel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you see, the difference was, Joe, that... Uh, uh, my life was a drama, whereas you, you're just you are drama, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, listen, we're all joking aside. It's great to talk to both of you. It's brilliant. We're, I mean, we and Team Talk are so delighted uh, to see you, you guys as part of, of this new setup. We're wishing you every success. If there's anything we can do in terms of help, uh, both of them, in any way at all, we're, we're more than happy to, to be there. As I say, great, great success for both of you. And let's hope that it's not too long till we're sitting down with Sam McGuire in front of us discussing that two in a row. Pete, Joe, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, 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 Thanks. 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 Thanks.